0: (laughs) Thank you. ladies and gentlemen welcome once again to the student of the game i am kyle nash the student of the game and listen if you're here chances are you like talking sport or maybe you just like my voice i don't know that's a you problem if you do i say jokingly but nonetheless welcome once again here of course to the student of the game pod i had a lot of fun with this past weekend and we're going to get into a whole lot of it of course mostly football but in honor of my good friend EJ Christian, I will at least acknowledge that the basketball preseason is officially upon us, and I will be uh, in the general vicinity of the hardwood here in Orlando in the upcoming season, so look for some of that very soon. Might want to get the Lando Sentinels Jason Beattie on up in this piece. Getting beads in here is always fun. With that in mind, too, I probably should get Merchelle in here, talk some college football. We got some stuff. Anyways, I don't have either of them tonight, but who I do have is C. Lou of Sports After Dark. He'll be in here to take his victory lap to talk about Jonathan Taylor and the keys to what made the Colts actually sign him and all that stuff, other than the fact that they just need him really, really bad. Whole other question, but let me get to this. Now, it's not often I flaunt my fanhood uh, on, on this show, and I'm not going to flaunt it per se, but you would not be surprised to find me talking the 49ers here. That's right. Even though I am the host of the Duval Dive with my friend Travis Holmes of bigcatcountry.com and me writing for the Jaguar Report, you might be fooled that I worry that I am among the Duval devout. I am not, but I still love covering them. Don't get it twisted. A lot of fun. Check out the piece I wrote about how good their defense was in taking out the Buffalo Bills there in London. Bing. Anyways, a whole lot of bing there. I throw shouts to a lot of people. That was a, that was an inclusive thing. Anyways, of course, I will be on site in Jacksonville on the 15th uh, regarding the Colts, as it would happen to figure out. That was not planned. I just wanted to talk to C. Lou uh, about um, the Jonathan Taylor deal as such that it was, and he'll be here shortly to do that. Um, the Colts playing, it will just be a happy little accident, and we both happen to be versed on two teams in the game in question. I'm sure it'll at least loosely come up with as big a fan of the Colts uh, as as uh, Lewis as Chris Lewis Lewis. But, hey, listen, at the end of the day, he's awesome and all-around talent. Don't get it twisted. They, that group on Sports After Dark is pretty talented. I don't agree with all their takes, but there's a reason why half their panel has been on my show. Yes, I'm dropping hints. Maybe I should get the other half of the panel on. I'll throw that out there. Throwing some shade, Sports After Dark's way. look at this. Shots fired. Anyways, enough of that. Let's get into the thing that, that – I find interesting. Now, if you remember last week, I had my good friend, Big Jim Nice, and it was really nice to have him on, of course, not just because he's the CEO of Huddle Up Bing, Bing. but um, we were previewing what was supposed to be a big, fat, hairy deal regarding the Cowboys-49ers game. Now! (laughs) And needless to say, it was not as competitive as either of us had hoped. <laughs> At any rate. Um, what I find interesting coming out of that game, and while the the the, the 49er faithful, such as they are, with no disrespect to, to any member of them, of course. Um, uh, you know, my good friend Rob Stats Guerrero was there on site in person to enjoy that. Um, he's been on this show. It's been a while. I need to try to find a way to have him back on, whole of the question, but If you were a 49ers fan, it was a celebration. And if you were a Cowboys fan, my condolences. History has not been kind to you in Santa Clara. At any rate, here's the thing that I found that disappeared as Brock Birdie continued to perform with with great skill. That defense, oh, that defense. Listen, I know know it's trendy to make fun of one Dakota Rain Prescott. And no, I'm not giving him three-name treatment because I think he's that good. I'm giving him three-name treatment because... Well, for one, that's a unique name. And second, ouch, I feel like we're going to have an epitaph on his career at this rate after this season with what we saw. I mean, young – listen, young Dak could move around. Now that that uh, Dakota is has suffered some major injuries and his mobility is less, and he's when he's under duress, he's just in big trouble. I, I mean, he's never been a world-beating quarterback. He's never been a gunslinger. Um, he's always been a game manager in my mind, which don't make me bring up the whole uh, – YouTube video what is it uh tacticians gunslingers and game managers that's a whole other premise that somehow still holds up all these years later shouts to my good friend Demosthenes Euclid for helping me build that back then I don't know maybe I'll maybe I'll try maybe I'll throw a a, a, a throwback there tomorrow tomorrow's Thursday as I'm recording this maybe I'll do a throwback Thursday for that uh for that uh quarterback vid see if that still holds up for you guys there on the Facebook pages and the various places anyways but for all the props that Brock Purdy's finally getting, even though there's a few, I don't want to say haters, but uh, cautiously optimistic and even reasonable skeptics about Brock Purdy, such as, I mean, the most famous one is obviously Nick Wright, um, who makes fine points. I almost kind of agree that Brock Purdy isn't the one to get excited about. I'll even say it here. For those that are trying to tell me Brock Purdy is an MVP candidate, and I said as much on the Student of the Game Report on the Earnestly Speaking podcast, being that um, I'm tired, okay? I'm not giving you a full bing. Deal with it. Uh, maybe if Jen sends me the uh, the video, or excuse me, the uh, sound bite, I'll actually finally put it on my panel here because I'm lazy. <laughs> no, I'm not lazy. I'm busy. Anyways, um, so with those Brock Purdy skeptics out there, I'm not a skeptic, but I don't think he should be MVP, for example. But what Brock Purdy and this performance tonight or or excuse me, this past Sunday, revealed to me in throttling the Cowboys, which some people in the lamestream media and even close to me, hashtag EJ Christian, had had the Cowboys going to the Super Bowl. I had them with eight wins, but what do I know? Um, You know what I've heard disappear and dissipate in all of this? The criticism over John Lynch, the GM, and 49ers coach Kyle Shanahan. Now, obviously, he's going to get less flack because he has the same first name as me. <laughs> Not really. But um, you know how people aren't asking anymore about Trey Lance and that whole debacle and why aren't they being held accountable for and XYZ A B C. Gosh, why are they still have jobs? This would cost other people their jobs. How are they not held accountable? Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. B-b-b- Kyle, it's because the 49ers are still undefeated. That's a symptom of what's really helped them escape. Now, granted, if the wins aren't there, we're not having this conversation. Undefeated, not necessarily, but let's put it this way. I feel like if the 49ers were at least looking like a dark horse at the very least to make it to the NFC championship game, that John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan would both be safe. But let me tell you why you have the wrong issue in hand, my friends. What is it that we constantly get reminded that football is the NFL in particular moreover, Since I happen to be broadcasting, among other channels, of course, my friend Drew Willingham of Sertoba Media is one of the YouTube channels there. He doesn't do a wrestling show regularly like my friend Jim Neese does of Huddle Up Bing. Bing. Actually, two bings, because that's, yeah, anyway. But in case you forgot it was Wednesday, you might think my next point is more appropriate for Three Count Thursday. Bing! Jim, for all the trash you talked on me this past week, I still got your wrestling show in here. You owe me flowers, not cookies. I'm diabetic. Anyways, here's the thing. Everybody's got a price, and that price, too, must include criticism. That's right. Money, 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 hubba, hubba, hubba. Not anything about who you trust, just the money specifically. The reason why Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch <clears throat> are both held to are not held to account the way you'd like for the Trey Lance debacle because they shouldn't be because the dude got hurt twice and effed up the evaluation. Can we be clear about that? Listen, in a a industry that is merit-based the way that football is, if you want to hold that against them on the strength of that, cool. Hey, listen, what you did sucked. It wasn't good. This is a meritocracy here in the NFL, allegedly. So since you failed, you are fired. If that's your defense, Don't really have a big argument for it, honestly. By the way, if the meritocracy rules apply, the Niners are en route to return to the NFC Championship game. Hashtag suck it. Anyways, well, that was better. But, But there's another factor here good old fashioned money. You guys find me another quarterback that prevails at this rate at only $7 million. Wait, Kyle, that's not Brock Purdy's salary. You're right. Actually, that was an intentional mistake. There's three quarterbacks that combine for $7 million. And you want to know who gets paid the most? Sam bleeping Darnold, a guy that the Jets would kill for right now back in their lineup. Am I right, Zach Wilson fans? (laughs) Anyways, Brock Purdy doesn't even make a cool million this year anyway. He's due to in two years on his rookie contract. And the reason why that's so important is how many pro bowlers off the top of your head do the 49ers have, right? I mean, at this rate, Brock himself is going to get there. I'll count that at a discount. Christian McCaffrey is clearly one and an actual MVP candidate. Hashtag, I said it. By the way, how many non-quarterback MVP candidates do we have this year, Right. Obviously, run CMC's on the list. Tyree Kill in Miami, you got to give him some love. If the Vikings were worth the darn, you could say Justin Jefferson, but I won't. (laughs) Saquon getting hurt, I can make an argument of how right it was about last year's MVP. Obviously not the same thing. (laughs) At this rate, at this rate, I can make arguments for Tyree Kill and run CMC to be... MVP candidates. Oh, by the way, one, one of them in McCaffrey in particular. And Tyree Hill has kind of done running back-esque things in his career under Andy Reid back when it was a thing. Like, But the running back position isn't valued, allegedly. I don't know. We'll talk about that later when C. Lou gets in here. But let me keep going. Brock McCaffrey Trent Williams at left tackle, who, by the way, and rightly so, I went all Joe clad on you, I'm sorry, and rightly so, is among, if not the top, pay, top offensive player on the roster, right? Can you argue Kittle is a pro bowler? I would. use Juszczyk, I'm up to five. What about Iuk? Does he make it? Maybe. I'll leave him off. But there's five of them. And I haven't even got to the defense yet. Do you see why Brock's working out? Him doing actually well is adorable and everything. It really is. But him doing well is being surrounded by some beautiful talent. By the way, the same thing that Jameis Winston screwed up there in Tampa and they had to go get the goat to get. But let's call it what it is. The reason why Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch will never be held accountable is because they shouldn't be. It's because they're doing the football version of Moneyball. I don't know. Hey, I would cast Brad Pitt to play John Lynch. I want that movie. Right? I like baseball, and I think Moneyball is a great movie. I get it. I get it. Star-Lord playing first base, even though he can't throw the ball. How beautiful is that, right? Yeah, it's a Chris Pratt reference. Deal with it. We do that on this show. But all you haters, why aren't they being held accountable? Y'all pretty damn quiet now. Funny how that works. I do I know. I, I I tried to tell you, but you wouldn't listen. And it's not just the wins. Sure, Niners are undefeated. If they had a if they had a law if, if they had lost to the Cowboys, do you think they'd be calling for their heads now in a close game? If they got dominated by the Cowboys. That might be different. But let's put it this way: I know, I know. Right now, Coach McCarthy. Another McCarthy, interesting. Coach McCarthy, well, that's McCaffrey, whatever. Coach McCarthy's under more fire now than Kyle Shanahan ever has been. And I don't think that's going to change anytime soon. But, speaking of players and GMs and owners under fire, this is a dude that had to listen to a lot in the offseason based off strays caught involving running backs and things like that. But listen, my dude held strong and while i wasn't necessarily in his camp i ain't battle him i'm not this dumb to do that But I was curious what he saw, and I'm going to have him tell me tonight as he takes his victory lap, predicting that Jonathan Taylor would stay with the Colts. My man, C-Lose, Sports After Dark. What's going on, brother?
1: What's good, Kyle, man? Thanks for having me on again, man. Hey, listen, no,
0: thank you this time. Because, listen, I was looking for an opportunity after the way you missed (laughs) so big two years ago with the Colts for you to take a victory lap on my show. And we have it tonight (laughs) for you,
1: bro? Yeah, man, we got the victory lap, man. Everybody, you know, during the offseason from, I don't know, from like April all the way up to like August, September, you know, talking about trade JT. Let go. Let JT go. Y'all are holding on to JT. Y'all don't appreciate him. Y'all don't want to pay him. Y'all don't want to value him. And I, I, I told everybody we do like <laughs> we do. They said the owner disrespected him. He did not. He said things that were facts. Like he, the game goes on when you leave the game, no matter who you are, the game will continue. We, we, I, I heard you reference the goat, Tom Brady, right? Guess what? <laughs> football's still around. <laughs> like <laughs> They still play football on Sundays.
0: Hey, listen, uh, <laughs> Tom Brady isn't my goat, but whoever my goat is that dude gone too. And <laughs> hey, football's still going. <laughs> exactly. Hey, but you, 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 do you know why I don't think Tom Brady is the goat?
1: I mean, I have my... It doesn't reason. matter why I don't think Tom Brady's <laughs> the goat. Football's still going. That's a fact. Football <laughs> is still getting played on Sundays, still getting played on Saturdays. It still got high school football going. Like, it's not going to change. So, I mean, so, look, man, they, they, they said we was holding him hostage. They said we wasn't going to pay him. As I've said before, all the Colts wanted to do was make sure that he was healthy. They wanted to see that he was healthy. He came back, showed that he was healthy. They said, all right, let's break bread. 3 years 42 million 26 and a half guarantee <laughs> it lines up with Anthony Richardson um you yeah. know where they have to pay him which that that was one of my biggest things was like line the contract up so that way when you have to pay him you're not paying a running back 14 million a year makes him the third highest paid running back in the NFL behind your your guy Christian McCaffrey and Alvin Kamara <laughs> <laughs> listen man and, and by the way
0: anybody else happen to notice how Christian McCaffrey is playing one of the longest string string of healthy games since being a Carolina Panther. Yeah. Nobody wants to bring that up. It's almost as if having a large Rolodex of stars on your offense. Helps out. Means that, you know, I mean, listen, you know, the one injury I never hear about with Christian, Christian McCaffrey, his shoulders from carrying the Panthers or trying to, (laughs) right. But. Listen, and by the way, first of all, thank you for smelling what I was cooking and let me do the rock on you there. That was awesome. So, <laughs> um, but um, let me um, see. And, and this is why I love having you on the show, man. Like, all you did was talk and say intelligent stuff. And I got a number of questions. Like, for one, you you were able to kind of see through it. And, and I mean, you cover the Colts incredibly closely. Um, you are on the Pro Sports Fans app, which I'm going to be very closely related to as well. More on nice, that. nice. Yeah. Um, but um and 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 over and above that i mean heck i was on another two other renditions well, no just one other rendition of a colts podcast with you like you you were all over the colts and you somehow had kind of a pulse on like this ain't happening which i gotta tell you Ursay running him his mouth did make me a little nervous i wasn't like oh he's gone like some of these others but you did like I huh? do oh, know, CeeLo. You're like, hey, chill, fat man. It's going to be good. <laughs> I, I but let me ask you this. For all that noise that was out there, how much do you feel like uh, Jonathan Taylor's camp kind of leveraged the court of public opinion his way?
1: Um, I, I think he did. I mean, uh, because he they saw that people wanted him to stay in Indy. Um, but I also think, like, we see so much that's going on in the front like you know, online and everything, but we don't really know what's going on behind the scenes. Correct. And and when, um, I think Stephen Holder has said it because he he's an in indie, he's works works for ESPN and everything, but he has said that like you know the relationship has gotten a lot better over the past few weeks. And when that happened, I knew like either they've been talking money, or JT is he's legit healthy. They've been talking money, and you know he's on his way to getting paid. But like. I just think that, like I said, the coaches wanted to see him healthy. Once they saw that he was good to go, it was like, all right, well, let's talk. Because they know what he's done for us the past three years. I mean, they they know the value that he brings to this team, especially with, well, hopefully, when AR gets healthy. Yeah. Um, but with him, with both of them in the backfield, they know like what that brings. And um, I, I just think a lot of things were going on behind the scenes that a lot of people just wasn't privy to. Um, the Colts are a tight-lipped organization, so yeah. Well, and, and and
0: yeah, that's that's. I think that's a lot of it too. Is 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 we didn't know everything up front a hundred percent. Apparently, and listen, man, negotiations bring out the ugliest stuff. And like, I, I think the one that made it toughest for me, and and I'm still gonna I'm I'm still gonna cite. I'm not gonna say blame. I'm still gonna yeah. cite Le'Veon Bell for causing all of this ish in the first place proving that life after a star running back is possible and plausible. Yeah. But, um, For me, like, I-, I think it was the running back narrative, the state of the position, the fact that the Vikings got rid of Dalvin Cook just yeah. so short before this, you know, and uh, we see how they're doing. him. All right, I said it was going to mean two games different.
1: Apparently <laughs> I've mildly missed that one. But I see, saw- Dalvin Cook hasn't looked that good either, like, without them. So it's just crazy. It, to me, it's crazy like how the whole running back dynamic is working out because Saquon wanted his money, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, he got his money. He's been injured the past like four weeks.
0: Did he get his money though?
1: See, I dude. mean, he yeah, you he got know, a deal. He did. yeah, he got a deal. He didn't get, <laughs> he didn't get exactly get what he wanted. You know, what yeah, he didn't get JT money. Right. Josh Jacobs was in the same boat. He hasn't looked that great either. I mean, granted, the Raiders are the Raiders, but. Jacobs well, was he was legit last year even with the Raiders being the Raiders
0: good with, with that group too on offense I'm, I'm forced to throw that out there
1: yeah and so I mean it's just it's just crazy the the state of, and he, I mean even Austin Eckley he's missed what five or four games already so it's just the, the state of the running back like it doesn't necessarily look good and, and I, I do think it's a devalue position but at the same time, when you look at the state of the running backs and all the running backs that had issues with the money that they were getting, they haven't looked particularly good after they got some form of money. Mm-hmm. Um, so in that, that kind of sucks for that position group. Like, in my opinion, it sucks for that position group, but I have my bold opinion that Zach Moss and JT are going to show the NFL why running backs are so valuable with Anthony Richardson being out.
0: And hey, listen, as a guy, I, I I'm not a Jags fan, but I do have an interest in the Jags doing well so I could cover playoff games because I'm selfish <laughs> just media person. So, like, here's the thing I, I am legitimately worried about JT coming in and lighting it up there at Evan Break Stadium there on Saturday. I'm gonna be there in person and I'm gonna I'm going to appreciate the joy that is Jonathan Taylor, the guy that was so good even in college that he made Wisconsin relevant, which is a god dang accomplishment in <laughs> itself. Am I right? But that's a fact i'm throwing shade see lou no one's yeah <laughs> i
1: i agree with you though because they are trash
0: <laughs> <laughs> he went badger on the badgers okay I like it. <laughs>
1: um
0: but yeah man i let me but i don't think the issue is is jt's talent but we you touched on saquon again you're getting my brain going again this is why you're so great on the show bro <laughs> here's the thing I'm not, and we'll get into whether or not you think the money's right for JT in a second. But for me, a universe where J, where Jonathan Taylor is making more to say Saqu- more than Saquon to me is absolutely bonkers. I know it's why it's happening; it's because Daniel Jones isn't a rookie, right? Ted Dibiase, everyone's got a prize that said it. You, you heard the, yeah. you heard the intro. You know what's up. <laughs> but I don't. There's no universe today where I feel like Jonathan Taylor has Saquon's value because saquon can do more than jonathan taylor saquon even though he's not as big as jt and jt is great in protection i'm gonna give that to him all day i really like what he does in protection but he's just not the same receiving target that saquon is Saquon's kind of a triple threat right so in what universe does it make sense other than the point i made about danny dimes and bad decisions i get it that saquon makes less money than him that's where I I, that's the only problem I really have with the deal. Right.
1: Yeah. No. And I and I get that. I I mean, I get that for sure. But I think that but I think like that's what what you touched on. Like that was the biggest issue is that Daniel Jones was up for money. Saquon was up for money. Do you pay a, a, a position that like the QB market is very high? Or do you pay a position where the position is pretty devalued? And I mean, and I, I don't like the narrative that Saquon is injury prone, but we've seen the past few years with Saquon where he had the big a- the ACL injury, you know, the major injury. But then every year it has been these ankle injuries right. where he's missed three or four games. Um, so do you do you pay for that or do you pay your quarterback? Um, and I think that's where the Giants were at the time. I mean, it, I, I think if they had a rookie quarterback, then Saquon would get the bag. Like he would have got his money or he would have got something close closest to like top three money, in my opinion.
0: Okay. I, I mean all I hear is you agreeing with me. We can move on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a simple thing, C Lou, man. You know what it is. No. <laughs> um, but if I did my if I did my mathing and my numbers right. Um, And I I don't ever look at the total value of the contract. That's dumb. But for a yearly salary, we're looking at around $14 Yeah. The problem, and I'm sure other Colts fans would pose this question, not just the student of the game here, but the problem such that I see it is y'all have plenty of other needs. And listen, I'm not dissing the O-line like I used to, I loved on Twitter where you had Big Q with some of them pancakes. I didn't <laughs> need breakfast after seeing them pancakes, and I thank you for that. I had a lot this morning. But, um, um, like, no offense to Pittman, but your receiver core could use a little work. The tight ends aren't exactly where you'd like. I'd like to see a bit more from your defense other than DeForest Buckner. And But now their chances of doing that are, I mean, we're hoping for the draft at this point, right?
1: Yeah. But see, I think that was the thing with Chris Ballard. Anyway, Um, he came out and said that on defense, they were going young. They were going young as a team. Um, They were going to they were going to work with the young the young corners that we had. Um, It sucked that that Isaiah Rogers got hit with the gambling thing because he was supposed to be our starting corner. Mm -hmm. Um, But they wanted to go young, at cornerback, which is why they didn't really go out to free agency and go get a vet corner. Um, And to be honest, like, I think Juju, Juju Brents, and he's holding his own. Dallas Flowers was holding his own until the unfortunate Achilles injury last, I think it was last week, or uh, the Rams, no, the Rams game. Right. Um, he was holding his own or something like that. But uh, Jalen Jones now, if anybody watched him at Texas a last year, he was lights out at Texas a Um He was a seventh round pick, sixth or seventh round pick this year, but it's not indicative of his game. Like, his game is legit. Um so I These think it's really
0: in the SEC are, are 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 compensating for covering excellent receivers yeah. because yeah. typically speaking, SEC quarterbacks aren't all that in a bag of chips, they're getting supported. No, no yeah. offense to Mike I Joey, Burr,
1: obviously. <laughs> but but no, I mean that's that's facts though. Um so and then I mean you can't you can't forget Zaire Franklin. I mean, I know Shaq isn't what Shaq used to be, and I think he's still you know trying to get a hundred percent now. Um I don't I don't think he's 100%. He doesn't look 100% on the field, but he's still out there, you know, trying to work his way back. Um but Zaire Franklin has been an absolute monster at the middle linebacker position. Um the receiving group I, I do think we need to add more cuz I'm I, I was a fan of Alec Pierce, I'm but I don't see it from him. Like I just don't see him being a number 2. But Josh Downs, he's the truth. And he's
0: brings your dude for a minute. Prepare yeah. I listen, I don't often <laughs> get a chance to morning star you, but listen, I don't know if you've ever seen the show Lucifer on yeah. Netflix, but when it came to Pierce, I've been on shows with you on a panel. I tried to tell you, but you wouldn't listen.
1: Oh, no, nah, you, you, you're you right. You're <laughs> right. But Pierce... But,
0: no, you're right on Downs, though. I'm we'll going to give you
1: yours. <laughs> right no doubt. Yeah, Downs is legit, but Pierce, like, he's a great blocker, a great run blocker, but I, he just don't to me and he's made some good catches, but he's just too inconsistent in my opinion. Wait, 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 wait.
0: A former Desmond Ritter receiver being good at run blocking? <laughs> what the <heck> you said? <laughs> yes, that's and right. like he before Desmond Ritter shade. You saw that.
1: <laughs> and like he's 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 just very inconsistent. And what we need him to do, he's not very good at. Like he's supposed to be the deep threat, the 50-50 ball guy. And to me, he's not really good at that. Like that's what he excelled at at Cincinnati. And in the league, he just hasn't been good at doing that.
0: Well, I think y'all fell a little bit too much in love with his height.
1: And then I get it. Um his height, his his speed, like his vert, his like he's explosive, but it's like that explosiveness doesn't translate to you getting separation, right? Which is crazy to me because it's like you're fast. How can you not create separation from these DBs?
0: Somehow the DB NFL DBs can recover fast enough to get over that explosion, which I'm with you. That's that seems like an anomaly. And, and listen, I using the word explosion as an offensive lineman kind of like hurt my brain a little bit. <laughs> and then you're asking me to break that down. I got nothing for you, Pond. Come on now.
1: But uh, I And I love our tight end room, though. Like, that's, I think that's where we, we kind of disagree. At Like, I love our tight end room. They're very oh, young.
0: No, I don't mean to say they're bad. I'm just saying you could probably build on it.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. They uh, can definitely build on it. But I, I think, out, so like outside of Moali Cox, who I've been a proponent of us getting rid of. Um, I mean, I, I love what he did. I love what he did in the Rams game, how he finished through and, and got the touchdown and everything. But those are so far in between with Mo, like, but but uh Andrew Ogletree, Drew Ogletree out of I think he went to Pittsburgh or he went to some D2 school, I forget the name of it, but um and he was another seventh round, sixth or seventh round pick guy. And he's he tore his ACL last year, so that's in, in camp. So he didn't really do anything last year. But this year he's come on strong. Um and he's been he's been good. We're still waiting for Jelani Woods to get healthy. He tore his hamstring during training camp. Um, and then Will Mallory hasn't really got a lot of burn out of Miami, but uh when he has, he's he's performed. So it's just a matter of them being consistent. I think Drew may be our best, our best tight end, in my opinion, especially in, in run blocking as well.
0: Well, and, and, man, we got into the weeds here on the call time. I mean, I'm not mad at it. I'm about to watch it. I'm going to be really sharp uh, on on Sunday here when I'm in uh, Jacksonville at Everbank Stadium watching them play. Um, and we'll talk more. You're going to stay around and do picks with me?
1: Yeah, we can do some picks.
0: Okay, yeah, cool. So uh, we'll break the game down at that point. Otherwise, I'd do it with you before you left. But you're going to do picks with me. I'm already excited, so we'll do that then. Um so let me ask you this about AR fifteen, and and yes, I'm setting the table for another excellent Twitter point you made. This is why I. What's your Twitter? Oh yeah, Drop Ball, Drop Pod. Great, it's like it's right there on the screen, and I'm just saying it out loud right now for people who are listening to the podcast. What an excellent host I am, he said modestly. <laughs> Anyways, um, no, but you made an excellent point on Twitter about um, Anthony Richardson, which, by the way. If C.J. Stroud weren't a thing, he'd be over and above um, the, dress, the best offensive draft pick, despite yeah. his injury whoops. Yeah, and, and and you managed to evoke a name that I am, I I am. I, you could argue even I'm. I'll even say I'm at apologist level now um, for John <laughs> Matthew Stafford. But you brought up a point relating to two of them. Go into that, please.
1: Yeah, and I think a lot of people missed the point that I was making with that, um, as they it,
0: often do. The general yeah. public, listen, you're, you're a young buck. I'm gonna tell you this. I know you're <laughs> in your late, in your middle, early mid forties, like I am. Okay, you got to remember when you're smarter than everybody else. <laughs> That's your only problem. Okay, just you got to dumb it down because you are that smart. <laughs> uh, C Lou, I'm trying to tell you. But anyways, uh, uh, John Nathard, that um anthony richardson they're related yeah. in what way
1: so the way i the reason i was relating and compa- kind of comparing them is because early on in matthew Stafford's career he dealt with a slew of injuries um he tore his patella or he uh dislocated his patella tendon right. he uh we all know the famous game against the chicago bears where he dislocated or not dislocated separated his shoulder his ac joint um a t- and yeah and in his nine throwing shoulder, and he went back in through the game, winning touchdown. We all know that. Um,
0: what a so, what a video too, by the
1: way. Yeah, right. <laughs> like that, that. I watched that video last night. Like, it was great. That's when I was coming up with all of that, right? Like I was like, all right, you know, let me, let me look minute. at all this.
0: What happened was, yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and so then his second season, um, he did the same thing. Like he separated the shoulder. It was a grade two sprain, um, and then he ended up coming back. And then he did it again, and it was a grade three sprain where they set him down the rest of the or they they just set him down the rest of the season. He only played three games that year, and then he had off season surgery. Um, but I'm in that,
0: way. oh, go ahead, continue. I'm sorry,
1: I was just going to say in that time they were saying is he injury prone? Is he just unlucky? It's the same narrative that's floating around right now with Anthony Richardson. And no way am I comparing their game because we know Matthew Stafford came in a more polished quarterback than Anthony. That is Richardson a different
0: man. era, too, See so Yeah, clear, yeah,
1: yeah, and so. So no way did I, am I comparing that game, but I'm comparing the start of their careers, where it's this injury bug, whether unlucky or injury prone or whatever. But Matthew Stafford has gone on to have a great career. Even after the shoulder surgery on his throwing shoulder, it hasn't changed his throwing or, or anything like that. He still had the, the big arm after the shoulder surgery. Um, so it's, it's one of those things where it's like I think people, especially Colts fans, they start to panic because it's like we finally got <laughs> our guy. And oh man, Andrew Luck all over again, and so, so I, I think they're starting to pan- They start to panic a little bit because it's like, damn, we've been a QB purgatory for so long, <laughs> and we finally got our guy, and now he's hurt.
0: First of all, <laughs> first of all, when your franchise get Peyton Williams Manning, you don't know it. You don't know what purgatory is. Stop it, okay? I'm but tough five years, man. <laughs> but but I, I, you know, and you're not wrong. But, and I think the most important point you're missing, year three, John Matthew Stafford. Because yes, his first name is John. For those who don't know, John Matthew Stafford. What did he do with the Lions that hadn't been done in how many?
1: Through for five G's. What's that? I said through for five G's.
0: Well, he did that too. But I believe
1: didn't they make the playoffs? Yeah, yeah, the yeah. Because Man- they oh, were like eleven oh, and five or something like that, weren't they?
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. They made the playoffs the year he didn't get hurt. It's it's how it works. By the way, you mentioned the five Gs, homie. When mega when Megatron retired, and he was just an Autobot on his own, still managed to throw five Gs. Yeah. But nobody wants to talk about that. Oh, he's not a Hall of Famer. Cobra Cop's hurt, and he's still lighting it up. What are we talking about?
1: Anyway. Yeah. He he's still lighting it up. Still doing his thing. Like he, I, um. He's you going heard, crazy.
0: I forgot the dude's name already because I can't pronounce it. Oh, Puka Nakua. Yeah, Nakua. Did you hear him? I mean, I'm not trying to tell you it's like um I'm not trying to tell you it's like Austin Bailey and, you know, Peyton Manning and and Tom Brady. Do I have the right guy? No, Austin Collie. There we go. Austin Collie. Yeah. And Peyton Manning and Tom yeah. Brady or anything, but or maybe it is. I don't know, but <laughs> <laughs> See,
1: I think I think Peyton hated Austin Collie, man.
0: <laughs> oh, it was. Old. See, bro, like, and I'm going to say this real quick, too. I wish you were around for the first instance of the Student of the Game podcast, because you and I would have had just joy sessions worshiping Dallas Clark. I'm just saying. Anyways. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: good. But, I mean, the, the thing with, with AR, man, I just and I, I hate it because everybody's like, oh, well, he needs to slide. He needs to do this. He needs to do that. Outside of the first game, Ar hasn't really been reckless. Um, The first game, he was kind of reckless, you know, against the Jaguars in that last drive. You mean literally
0: his opening career start? Yeah,
1: exactly. For a twenty-one year old, right? That (laughs) only had thirteen starts in college. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, that's neither here nor there, right? But he was playing kind of reckless towards the end of the game. They took him out for the last two plays. Gardner Minshew came in. Um, Cool. I still feel like he finished that game because it's it was two plays left. It was like thirty seconds or something like that. It wasn't really nothing crazy. Um, and then in his second game, he was killing the Texans, but his second touchdown he didn't finish through the through the line and he got hit, bounced his head off the turf. Concussions are a part of football. Like those, that's just something that's that comes with doing. playing football. Yeah. Right. Um, finish this game against the Rams, and then this game. He's, I mean, he's sliding, he's doing what he's supposed to do, but it's one of those things where it's like, okay, I'm running, Harold Landry's behind me, but I'm slowing down because the contact that's coming in front of me and kind of like trying to like go to the side, and Harold Landry with the, you know, with with your momentum going to the side and him coming from your side to hit you, and he landed on top of you and your shoulders going into the turf. Like it, it it's just a normal routine football tackle. Like it's just a normal routine play. And that's where I go at. Okay, I don't think he's injury prone. I think it's just been a slew of bad luck. There's, you know, him not finishing through the end zone and your head bounces off the turf. There's the, uh your knee bounces off or bangs on the turf when you get tackled in the Jaguars game. Like, it's just these different things where I just think it's a slew of bad luck.
0: It, it, so let me tell you what's perfect about that. I actually, like, way back when the student of the game actually had the student of the nick game.com. And it was just an article website, right? <laughs> I did a study on Fred Taylor. And if he's injury prone, cause he got slapped with that slapped yeah. with that too. Yeah. Now who would I compare him with? It would be asinine to compare with, compare him with, I don't know, Adrian Peterson, right? But when I broke it down, <laughs> average games missed per year for the We're team. About the same weren't exactly the same it was like a factor of 0.2 difference dude i do date i do data for a living okay (laughs) but they both averaged essentially four missed games a year throughout their career yet because much like your guy uh ar fred taylor's was at the front peterson Missed plenty of time back. throughout his career, and I ain't even talking about using the switch. I mean just injuries, <laughs> you know. And um, what too soon? Uh, but uh, no, but but um, <laughs> like like when it came down to it, that that was the 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 conclusion of the article. See, I, the student of the game is not just a clever nickname. There, so, yeah, I see. You know? But it, it it was basically that running backs generally, as you look at it too, miss two to four games anyway. Yeah, because the position's so rigorous which is why their payments and injury are your pay their payments an issue with their injuries. Yep. I just took
1: it full circle, CeeLo. <laughs>
0: I'm not going to do any better than that. Let's do some damn picks, buddy.
1: All right, let's go. <laughs> let's do the picks.
0: With that in mind, I'm going to assume you're not bold enough to pick the upset with uh the, with the Broncos going to Arrowhead on Thursday, so I'm just no. gonna jump right into the Ravens heading over to Tennessee to battle the Titans. See Lou, who you got there over in London, by the way, at Tom, Tottenham Hotspur Stadium.
1: After seeing the Tennessee Titans last week, <laughs> I got the <laughs> Ravens, man. Like, Suckled. yeah, <laughs> they're not they're not good. I mean, just in my opinion, they're not a good football team. Um <sighs> I mean yeah they still got Derrick Henry he still does his thing but like their secondary is bad um and I mean they they have a legit run defense but when you play the style of football I think like the Ravens and the Colts play at this point in time now with with our offensive line and stuff That's you know it's it's hard to like stop the that. run I like
0: that continue I'm sorry
1: <laughs> but like it's just it's just one of those things where it's like the power run the power run scheme and all of that kind of stuff and I I think it's kind of hard for the Titans to defend. Um, So I don't know. I mean, Zach Moss had 165 yards against them. So, like, it's one of those things where I I just think – I do think the Ravens are a better team than the Tennessee Titans. And so – and they're over there right now because I I saw a video earlier. So I, I like the Ravens in that game.
0: Yeah, I'm inclined to pick Lamar Demetrius Jackson as well. Um, No disrespect to Tannehill and company there, too. I mean, like you said, Derrick Henry's going to do his damn thing. Just pray he doesn't stiff arm you. And I do (laughs) like the Titans' defensive front, but at the end of the day, can they really catch up with and keep up with Lamar Demetrius Jackson? My answer is no. I, too, have the Ravens. The Washington Red Tails, sorry, commanders, uh, do battle with the Falcons in Atlanta. See, Lou, who you got?
1: Give me the Falcons.
0: See, you're one of these, aren't you? Can you somebody tell me why it's okay to have faith in the Falcons? Because Desmond Ritter doesn't do it for me. I'm sorry. They barely got past the Texans with a bunch of injured uh, uh, DBs. Like, what what do you see, buddy?
1: The same reason I have faith in the Bears. I don't think the Commanders are a good team. Again, like, um, I mean, when you see a receiver go for 230 230- <laughs> and three touchdowns it's hard it's hard to believe in that defense um also i think they have a problem with running the ball um in in washington Mm -hmm. the game against the bears i thought they should have continued with the run i understand they got down quickly right but they ran the ball six times the whole game right so it I don't I, I just don't know what it is, and it's the weird to me because
0: panic, I mean I know you're gonna give me a great explanation, but the theory <laughs> is panic, right? And, and kids, I mean, it, it's a great explanation. It, I'm just it, throwing that
1: in there. I just don't understand. Like when you have an offensive coordinator in Eric B who was a running back, how he does not commit to the run, but then again, he was under Andy Reid. The Chiefs don't <laughs> commit to the run either, but they have a Patrick Mahomes. Washington does not have a Patrick Mahomes or a Travis Kelsey, so uh, I, I think I think the the E or not the Eagles. The Falcons can attack them in multiple ways. They can attack them through the air. They have two big body or they have a big body receiver and a stud tight end and Kyle Pitts, who it seems like they finally figure out how to <laughs> use right. a little bit
0: when they use him exactly. And yeah. Bijan's the man. And Bijan, like yeah.
1: <laughs> I saw him do a hezy on the the linebacker for the. Uh, for the Texans to get into the end zone, so I mean, but yeah, I mean Bijan's a stud. Uh, Algier Algier is a stud. Um, so yeah, they have a two headed monster at the running back position, and they have some pass catchers out there that can do the damn thing.
0: I mean, listen, and and I ask you that question, but at the end of the day, you can't spell Samuel Howell without three L's. There's a reason why they're two and three. I do have (laughs) the Falcons. Thank you for setting me up for that joke, Steve. (laughs) Anyways, um, the Vikings do battle with the Bears in Chicago. See, Lou.
1: This is a terrible game. Right? (laughs) (laughs) But I still don't trust Justin Fields. I think Justin Fields is the product of going against two bad defenses mm-hmm. and the Denver Broncos and the Washington Commanders. Um, I think the Vikings' defense is finally coming a little mm-hmm. bit into form. Um, we've seen that the past couple of weeks. They've been competitive on the defense's side of the ball. So I'm I'm going to Vikings in this game. And I I have, but I forgot they don't have Jettis. Damn. <laughs> Whoops. I <laughs> forgot Justin Jefferson's hurt on IR. Ah, I'm still going to Vikings.
0: Well you're a braver you're a braver man than I am here because so, <laughs> a lot of Justin Fields issues is sur- is his surrounding town and more and more importantly his defense up or excuse me his protection up front the Vikings defense to your point while getting better ain't all that in a bag of chips and you're asking That's me nice. to believe in Kirk Cousins I can't do it. I'm going to go with Fields on this one. I might be wrong, but I'll take the Bears. You know, in a rare, and it's Justin Jefferson's fault. Listen, if it wasn't <laughs> us, if it wasn't for him going on IR, I'd still think he's an MVP candidate. If the Minnesota Vikings ended up winning with a winning record, yeah, they probably won't. Anyways, um, a huge game for uh the the home team here. The Cincinnati, or excuse me, the Seattle Seahawks head into Cincinnati to battle Joey Bur and the Bengals. See Lou, who you got?
1: Oh man, um, I'm going. I'm going. This with is Cincy. a tough one, right? See, yeah, I heard. It, it's tough, but I'm gonna go with Cincy. Um, I think the calf injury is kind of behind Joe Burrow. Well, I think there there may still be some lingering effects. I think it, it's closer to being like through the woods than in the woods. Okay. Um, just from some things I saw from him last week, where I saw him run out the pocket, like I saw him take off and run. He looked fine. I saw him, move, you know, maneuver a little bit back to like how he was last year. I um, mean, you know, years past where he looked like he was moving pretty good. So I'm starting to feel like that, you know, he's kind of getting through the woods on the calf injury. Um, And Jamar Chase, I mean, if he continues playing like he played last week, it, he, they're going to be a tough out for anybody. Um, And I don't the Seahawks haven't been particularly like good like they were last year. Right. Um, they they have a lot of issues now. I mean, but Devin Witherspoon, I mean, I will say that, like, oh man, he went off. But uh
0: I tried to tell the Jags to pick him, but they didn't have a
1: but I also think like I don't think they really have a pass rush either. Like, I don't think they're gonna be able to really get home to Joe Burrow because before the Giants game, they were like 32nd in sacks. After the Giants game, because they had like eleven sacks, <laughs> they were like they went up to second or first. So, like, See,
0: Lou, you made my heart happy pointing out the statistical anomaly. Like, remind me where you live again? We need to get some beer, dude. And I'm going to, the tab's on me.
1: All right. The crazy thing is, I'm in Seattle. So,
0: oh, snap. Well, I don't know. I'm going to be there next. But listen, you know what? I'll, I'll, I'll take you and, and, and you lady to the dang space needle. Like, that's how much I'm digging this, man. Awesome. Uh, but yeah, I'm with you I'm going to go with Joey Burr on this one Because at the end of the day I think you hit it early on I don't know that they have an answer for Jamar Chase And if you don't, Joey Burr is going to find him I'm just yeah. saying
1: And I well, think T. Higgins might be back this week too So we'll see
0: and if he is that just makes it worse right yeah. like let's be clear yeah um with that in mind the san francisco 49ers head to cleveland do we really have to talk about this like listen i
1: nah, is- san francisco is the best team in football like right now i, I don't really see the or the browns doing doing much their defense is pretty good but their
0: defense is awesome
1: but y'all have san francisco has an attack on offense that is really hard to defend I mean,
0: I dare you to pick one. So you, you try to take, you do the Bill Belichick to take a weapon away and someone else. And you
1: got it. three more like, yeah.
0: <laughs> but Kyle, Christian McCaffrey, will get hurt. he'll take a few weeks of rest. Use check. will catch a few. I, uh, will do some stuff and Debo Samuel will run it anyway. Who cares? Uh, exactly. <laughs> I, you know, no, I mean, you're a smart guy. Let me ask you this. My theory in the preseason was that Deshaun Watson can't embrace the role as a villain. Are you feeling that?
1: Yeah, I I don't think he and I don't think he's the same guy as he was with the Texans. Um, oh, certainly not. Yeah, but I don't I don't think he can embrace that role. He he was the guy that came in that everybody liked. Like everybody, you know, he was the happy the happy guy and everything. Now you're looked at and not necessarily around the league, but by the by fans, you're looked at as a villain. I,
0: I yeah I and I, I liked he, the dude so much, and then the stuff came out, and I was there in the pre in the preseason game where he first took snaps. There it happened to just be at EverBank Stadium, and the booze in Jacksonville, yeah. Who, who's vested here? You know, were insane. Yeah, I, yeah, I,
1: I, exactly. I don't know where you're
0: coming from man, I can preach to it.
1: Yeah, um, so I don't I don't think he can embrace it. And I I just think the rest is too much to knock off. Um. And against y'all's defense, I, uh, I, I just can't see it, man. <laughs> I don't blame you. And the, That's reason a, why, <laughs> the reason
0: why I spent so much time talking about that is I know you'll have even less to say about the Carolina Panthers heading into Miami to battle Mike McDaniel's offense in Miami.
1: I mean, yeah.
0: do we have to talk? About, let's not talk about this.
1: No, anymore. I got the Dolphins, hands down.
0: Um, this will be interesting.
1: I, I, I
0: think I know who you'll pick, and I know why you'll pick them but we're at the point where the Indianapolis Colts <laughs> with a, a ton of intangibles on their side. We talked about it on Twitter coming to Jacksonville. Can they break the streak? See
1: That's what makes this hard, man. That's what makes this hard. <sighs> My thing about. Th- <laughs> <laughs> so, so this team is a little different than the team's past. Um, this Colts team. And I'm not necessarily talking about from a personnel standpoint. I'm mostly talking about from like the intangible standpoint, the things like the things I've noticed with this team under Shane Steichen, um, versus under Frank Wright. And I've said this before, Frank Wright love the guy and everything. Um, I think he's a great offensive coordinator, great offensive mind. Don't necessarily think he's a great head coach. Um, I don't I, I just don't think his personality is a leader of men
0: lends first. itself to that role. Yeah.
1: For. Um but under Shane like you see a fire under the, under this team.
0: By the way, really quick. It's almost as if,
1: you know, Eagles coordinators
0: are a thing because you yeah. see that with the Cardinals too, right? Yeah,
1: yeah, you see it with the Cardinals how they fight, how they fight. I mean, granted the Cardinals aren't winning, the Colts. I don't are, know. But... I didn't
0: want to say that to uh, Ash, but <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Ashley Baker, our good friend. Anyways, continue.
1: But um, <laughs> but yeah, they they have a fire underneath them, um, and it's hard. Like, I don't know, man. It, it's hard to pick. Like, I I want to pick the I want to pick the the Colts, but I don't want to sound like a homer. Um,
0: y- can I help you? You know how you can pick the Colts and not sound like a homer? How? Just cite the Forrest Buckner for Christ's sake. <laughs>
1: I mean, he's healthy. Like, he's healthy and he'll be playing. So, yeah, I mean, that's a fact.
0: You're welcome,
1: you know. That's a fact. That's a fact. Um, and I think Gardner Minshew might have to turn up in front of, you know, in front of the Jaguars crowd one time.
0: But it, I'm about to say, if there's a day he's going to do it, it would be this one.
1: And, I mean, the thing is, too, having JT and then having Zach Moss, having that two-headed – like, that two-headed, ba- those two-headed backs, because we haven't had that kind of rushing attack against the Jaguars either. And, I mean, granted, the Jaguars' rushing defense is pretty damn good. But, like, I, I run, we haven't had this running back style in a while. So, I think that lends, our, lends good to, to this game, to this matchup. But, you know, it's left to be seen. I'm going to go with the Colts. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm going with the Colts in this one. We break the streak finally.
0: Because of DeForest Buckner, not because of homerism. Just <laughs> no, man. Listen, and and, and honestly, uh, because DeForest Buckner is what he is against the weakest part of the line, who's dealt with the most injuries for the Jaguars. That's 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 the reason. Listen, of course, I'm setting it up for my argument. Hello, <laughs> um, but listen. Do you want to know what I see in Trevor Lawrence? And now this "Prince that is promised" stuff is way overblown. But what I will say. is, is what I see in Trevor Lawrence, regardless of the line. I haven't seen a guy hit passes under duress like this since a young Aaron, Aaron Charles Rodgers. Aaron Charles Rodgers, back when he would lead both in passing and rushing for the Cardinals on his own, and when he won the Super Bowl, where his best lineman was David Bakhtiari, among, overrated among offensive linemen, hashtag. I'm, <laughs> I'm not here to stay bad, but he's not the god that Chris Did Collins would try trying to leave. Yeah, so you you get this you know what I'll talk about right yeah. but see so here's the thing I, I think at the end of the day you guys are going to keep it close there's no question no. It, like I think like the 31 21 on the first game that that score um it doesn't get any further apart than 10 and I don't think it goes that far apart I think the game is four uh or the spread on Tuesday was four between these two teams okay. I don't know that it's still there. I'm not a degenerate, but if I bet, I'm taking the Colts to cover. Plus four. <laughs> yeah, I I listen, this is scary. Um, if I'm a Jags fan. Um,
1: because and even of- the first game, I don't think is I, I don't think the score is really indicative of how the game went. Like if you All if you right. actually watched the game, it was a lot closer than the score was was show.
0: That being said, this Jags defense is locked the hell in, and Gardner yeah. Minshew is going to have to be precisely mistake free. And why I think he'll have a good set of quarters. I don't think you'll have a mistake-free game, and for that reason, I have the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, please don't hate me, Sealu. Yeah. <laughs> nah,
1: no, I, nah, I don't. Like I like I said, like, and what's crazy is I'm I'm from Jacksonville, so, like, even saying, like, sounding like a homer, like, if I pick the Jags, I don't know, man. Like, so much irony! <laughs> yeah, so I mean, like... Oh no! But yeah, I mean, no, nah, I'm not mad about it. I can't be mad at anybody that picks the Jags in this game just because the history of us in that stadium. Um, so I mean, I can't even be mad. At I that. mean, there's
0: a history in Lucas Oil. Listen, even after the season opener, it's two in the past eleven, Zulu. I mean, damn. Yeah. <laughs> not yeah.
1: Nothing.
0: Great exactly. pinion, by the way, uh, Lucas Oil. If you yeah, can, Lucas remember,
1: Oil is beautiful.
0: Oh, it's, it's beautiful. awesome. That was the that was the first time i traveled for a game we'll talk about that off air anyway (laughs) um the saints head over to houston the battle of the texans see lou i am curious your opinion on this one
1: i got the saints um cj Stroud has been playing amazing like i I don't want to take nothing away from that guy um but the saints i think they have a defense that is legit um (laughs) it's so
0: funny every time i hear that too continue (laughs)
1: <laughs> but, I mean, like, their offense is, is, isn't is really that good. For whatever reason, they can't get rolling. I don't know if it's Derek Carr's shoulder um, or what's going on. But, I mean, Alvin Kamara's back. He's been playing well since he's been back. Um, Michael Thomas has been playing phenomenal since he got back, you know, this season. Good to see um, him. Huh? Good to see him again. Yeah, good to see him back. Um, so, but, yeah, I got, I got the, the Saints. I still think, you know, the Texans have a lot to work on. While they've won a couple games, um, I still think they have a lot to work on on their offense and their defense. And I, I just think the Saints are going to be too much for them.
0: Listen, our guy VT of uh, the Texans fan uh, fan battle podcast, like I, I I make sure I let him know regularly that I pick the Texans to win certain <laughs> games. Um, but this is one that I would have had the Texans winning if it weren't for all their injuries and yeah. and their their corners are are dev- are devastated. They've done surprisingly well for all their line injuries they might even have laramie tunzel who's a dude i respect the bejesus out of based on my time writing at the dolphins wire when he was still there hashtag uh the gas mask anyways um <laughs> but i got the saints on the strength of the fact that they're missing so many weapons one in particular tank dell um him is miss- he not playing yeah he's he's gonna be missing that's gonna be problematic for me and I, it's still weird to hear about the the the, the saints as a defensive team but you're right that they are. See Lou, have you ever, have I ever told you what I called the Saints back in the Drew Drew Brees Super Bowl era? Nah. They were the prom date team because they could always <laughs> score and never stopped anyone from doing it. <laughs> Anyways, um you like that one. Anyways, I don't normally bring these two teams up, but they're both bad enough that they might be competitive. Bill Belichick and the Patriots do battle in Vegas against Josh McDaniels, you got to say McDaniels because McDaniel is a good coach in Miami. The S is a uh, Josh McDaniels and Vegas. Um,
1: Pats Raiders, who you got, CeeLo? I'm going with the Raiders. I, 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 I'm going with the Raiders, man. Um, the Patriots suck. <laughs> like, I don't know. Dante Whitner on me, didn't you? And Mac, Mac Jones is is, oh my God, I, I, look, I know all 49ers fans are probably happy Kyle Shanahan did not take Mac Jones. I understand what happened with Trey Lance, but I, I know y'all are happy y'all didn't take Mac Jones because he's terrible.
0: Oh, I'm definitely, yeah, listen, <laughs> for all the people who are like, Shanahan couldn't make Mac Jones happen? Stop it.
1: Stop it. Yeah, absolutely not. Shanahan couldn't save him. I'm sorry. Um, And, and the thing with this team, with the, with the Patriots, their defense is good. But Mac Jones gives up so many points to the opposing defense that it's hard to overcome.
0: (laughs) Uh, You're not wrong. I mean, at day's day's end, I'll take your points. Um, I'll add Josh Jacobs. I, too. This is weird. I'm going to take – I mean, and, hey, technically speaking, Josh McDaniels has already beaten Bill Belichick when he had Tim Tebow on the roster, right? That's a thing that happened. So (laughs) I'll take the Raiders as well. This is a fascinating game to me. Your Arizona Cardinals head over to Los Angeles to battle the Rams. See Lou, who you got?
1: Got the Rams. I, I got the Rams, and I'm, I'm surprised because the Rams are playing a lot better than I thought they would be. Um, Puka Nakua, like I don't, nobody ever. No, I mean you could say you had a hint of that he would be good, but nobody saw this coming.
0: No, I didn't. I no, understand.
1: nobody saw this record-setting pace that he was on through the first four games. Like nobody saw that coming. And Cooper Cup looked like he ain't missed a game. Um, like <laughs> he looked like he hasn't missed a beat. I mean, yeah, there's gonna be a little bit of rust, but I mean, what he went for like 118 last week. Oh, was that? Um, a- <laughs> yeah. So I mean, nah. I'm I'm going with the I'm going with them. Um, there's Cardinal secondary is pretty bad. Um, so I could see Puka Nakua and Cooper Cup getting the job done. Um, and I think the Rams' defense is better than expected as well. Um, and I mean, of course, when you have Aaron Donald manning the middle, like
0: I was about to say, I know that Josh Jobs does a great job playing good football in bad situations, but there's no situation worse than <laughs> Aaron Charles Donald. Let's move on. Uh,
1: Man, uh, our left tackle got baptized by fire when we played the Rams because it was a rookie because our yeah. starter was hurt. So, yeah, <laughs>
0: Man. I, I wish that on no one. Like, listen, I, I know you see the J.J. Watt behind me. And I know people are like, "Oh, I wish I would have had a chance to block." No, screw that. I have a family. <laughs> Gosh, I, I think if somebody asked me whether I wanted JJ or 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 um, um, Donald as an assignment, I might take JJ. Shoot, <laughs> at least at the end of the day, he might raise some funds in a charity to keep me alive. Anyways, <laughs> uh, but that was a. I, I have to get myself props. That was funny. Uh, the Eagles do battle with the jets are we really having this conversation yeah it it, it doesn't yeah,
1: matter yeah i'm going to eagles
0: um this is okay i'll i'll do this one even though i think the answer is pretty clear the lions had to tampa bay to battle the bucks who you got brother
1: i got the lions they mm-hmm. they're yeah. playing extremely well on both sides of the ball Aren't is, you know, it's surprising to say
0: <laughs> you know I I'll put it this way. At the end of the day, um, they call him Baker Mayfield, but all he's gonna be is a pastry for the Lions to bite <laughs> off their kneecaps. I get it. Okay, it's great.
1: Was that too far with that pun? Did I land that? No, it's not too far.
0: Okay, just check. Um I'm not gonna bother with the Giants and the Bills for goodness sake. And that's Sunday night. God, I hope
1: they flex that. Yeah, that's a Sunday night game. Jesus.
0: Well, hey, you know what? Early bedtime for Kyle. Um, one less thing to worry about. <laughs> I'll be driving back in from Jack's. I'll get the video done early. I'll go right to sleep. It'll be great. Uh, <laughs> the Cowboys head over to Los Angeles on Monday night to battle the Chargers. Kellen Moore revenge game. See Lou, who you got?
1: I got the Cowboys. I don't know why I'm doing this, but I got the Cowboys. I, I think um, you're
0: doing it to make it make yourself have a less rough night facing uh, uh Lady Ash on the next episode of Sports After Dark. That's what I think. <laughs>
1: Bing! Well, not nah, because also my, you know, my, mine is a, a Cowboys fan as well. So, oh, okay, yeah, but I'm
0: not against you, uh, anyway.
1: <laughs> yeah, but not. Nah, um, I, I just think that the Cowboys are a better team than than y'all made them look. Um <laughs> <laughs> There's not a. lot There's
0: you're not a lot of teams that was
1: just great. I'm sorry. Continue. There's not a lot of teams that's gonna make them look that way. Um, they're a lot better team, but I think like the 49ers, there's levels. There's levels to this, Like, and y'all are at that level. Y'all are at that peak. Um, but the Cowboys are – like, y'all are elite. They're really good mm-hmm. and really good teams. I, and also, Brandon Staley's the head coach for the Chargers. He'll find a way to lose the game anyway. Um, Fair point. Despite Justin Herbert's heroics. So, <laughs> so I, I mean I –
0: mean- that's a lot of sound points, C Lou, but here's what I'm gonna come back with. And you heard me sign it a minute ago. I got that Kellen Moore revenge game on that. And listen, he he's he was on that team. Yeah, he as knows that defense say, well. Yeah, he's gonna have something for that ass, as the kids say. Um, <laughs> if nothing else, this is gonna be a track meet and a shootout. And you're telling me shootout, and I have Justin Herbert or Dakota Prescott.
1: Who do you think yeah. I can Justin Herbert is liable to actually do the shootout. And I, I oh man, I hate that I can't defend Dak anymore. Cause like
0: I used to as well,
1: but I used to defend Dak, but after what I saw Sunday, it's like when he gets into a shootout, and their play calling is a problem too. Mike McCarthy's yeah, they miss Kellen more.
0: But it's it's what they need though. And and, and because if you're trying to run Pollard and, and do a ground first attack and build a lead so that Dakota can protect it, then you're in a good place. And that's exactly what Mike McCarthy does. However, I'll I'll say this. If the Cowboys aren't leading by double digits, meaning 10 points at least, by the end of the first quarter, I have the Chargers.
1: I can see that. So there you go. They got to figure it out, though. They definitely got to figure it out.
0: Yeah, I mean, cause listen, I I got some faces when I picked eight wins for the Cowboys, and like you know, I had Lady Ash on the show, who had picked thirteen just before I had said that. It was an awkward moment, and but she's you know she was nice to me. She was sweet as a guest, but like now eight's looking really smart on
1: this. So I'm not I'm not going to lie. I put money. So what's crazy is I put money on the Chargers and the Cowboys that go to the Super Bowl to play each other in the Super Bowl. Um and that's before I saw what I saw against the 49ers.
0: I Well, all <laughs> you told me was that you go to church regularly because that's a lot of faith. Holy <laughs> <Jesus>. Would <Anyway, laughs> they that, say faith is
1: little as a mustard seed? <laughs>
0: <laughs> That'll do it for Picks tonight. Had a fantastic time. Man, wow. Listen, and this is supposed to be the abbreviated version of the podcast. Didn't have my man, <laughs> madman Mark Mancini on tonight, but I did have C. Lou. Thank you for coming in. Real intelligent talk about the running back position, doing picks with me. Had a fun time all the way around, man. Thanks for having, uh, coming aboard. Tell the people where you could be found, my guy.
1: Yeah, you can find me on Twitter, um, at Drought Balls Pod. Um, that's where I spend most of my days. You know, no fresh prints. But um, <laughs> also, you can check us out on, on Twitter, or not on Twitter, on YouTube, Sports After Dark. Um, we do our Sports After Dark After Hours on YouTube, And we also have our Sports at the Dark Twitter spaces as well. So y'all can tap into that. Um, But like I said, most of the time I'm on Twitter. I'm doing my thing on Twitter, talking, uh, you know, (laughs) talking trash, doing it all on Twitter, man. So I have a good time on there. Um, And I also, you know, I share stuff like I share stuff as far as like, you know, uh, film. Everything, mm-hmm. you know, everything like that. I do post some stuff on film, like, especially for the Colts, like what I've seen from AR so far, you know, what I see in our running game and different things like that. Um, Quentin Nelson
0: pancakes. Woo!
1: Quentin Nelson pancakes. You know, it's <laughs> glad to see those again. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. So if you follow me on Twitter, you, you get all of that, man. All of that. And a lot See, of shit talking as well.
0: It, it, listen, listen, listen. First of all, first of all, it's not trash talk. Okay. It's so it's so evolved. It's it's refuse. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> See Lou Man, an honor, joy, and privilege. Thank you for coming in, man. Um thanks and for you- having me, man i the dude on Twitter. You will have fun. I guarantee <laughs> of course. I am Kyle Nash, the student of the game. You can find me on Twitter at the SOTG. Find me on Instagram as the same. Oh, I'm one of the cool kids. I'm on Threads and Spill as well, the SOTG. <laughs> um, check out, yeah, I said on Facebook as a student of the game. Check out my writings with the Jaguar report of SI. Um, and also as, uh, as well, the black and gold banneret with ucf football um this weekend you won't find anything because it's a buy but also check out my work with the three-point conversion and a7bn sports as well of course you have this podcast that you're listening to look out for the duval dive friday at 11 a.m that's when it streams but also you can find it on the podcast leading up to the game if you're driving to jacks like i am you ain't got nothing else to do check that out the duval dive with my man travis holmes a big cat Country. We combine our minds to talk up this game and hey listen i don't know see lou maybe you're not doing anything else leading up to it we'll be talking the game you're gonna be watching anyway so there you go um with all that in mind special thanks of course to my guy, see lou coming aboard of sports after dark always fun and intelligent just like i told you he would be in the intro (laughs) thank you for delivering once again and already looking forward to the next time but until next time my friends class dismiss.